Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on episode 102 of The Pinball Show, Dennis goes all audio as we discuss Stern production updates and a sneaky topper getting shipped. The next JJP game launch and rumor of the trim offerings. Dennis and I discuss our interpretation of the Elwyn walk-off during the World Championships last week. American Pinball's Dave Fix talking about losing the Sonic license, consideration for manufacturing Deep Root games and retheming J-Pop's old Houdini game, and continuing new release street rollouts? More fathoms getting delivered, but a longer possible wait for Cactus Canyon LEs, how much is too much for a pinball mod, and of course, pinball market trends? And hey, there may not be a lot of news, but at least there's the pinball show. It's time for the pinball show. It's pinball with personality. Well, hello, all of you fine people out there in the Pinball Show universe. This is episode 102. We are your hosts, Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. Dennis, how are you today? Dennis, how are you today? <laughs> I was like, hey, you delivered it so flat. How it's are like you this today? floor paint paint Question is taking mark? it out of you. Oh, uh, my poor floor. Poor floor. Poor floor. I can't even speak today. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's good to be back, Zach. You had a great episode 101 with Mr. Greg Bone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most popular person of Straight Down the Middle, a pinball show. This is probably true, unfortunately. You could, I think, usurp him if you would finally do the rubber band episode you promised <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> I, I, I've got one question for you. These people aren't seeing us. We're in a, what the hell? What happened to the video? Well, and that's on me because I hate doing video. And it's <sighs> not about recording it. It's not about of course you, you editing it. Because I don't mind you doing the edits. I don't mind you uploading them. I don't mind there being a video version. What I do mind is having to actually look presentable. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's because a pain in the ass. we normally, as we did with the video, record on Sunday as I told you then, and as I told, I think I even told the listeners about the lights. See, I don't normally have the lights on. I'm sitting here in darkness. It's the lights. Yeah, I, I am in front of the oblivion. I'm in front of the all-consuming bagel. Mm. And I just want to sit here in near silence, in near total darkness, and just talk. So you're a bagel eater? No, that was a reference to a movie. Oh, I have no... That's Do okay. you eat bagels though? You seem like the bagel. I, I mean, I've had bagels before. I don't normally eat breakfast foods. Hmm. I'm trying to see what I can do with that. You can't really, you can't really do anything with that. Hmm. But you can tell us about your floor paint. So, no. Oh, most people, Zach, that I've ever, you know, I know people that are that will go and be like, I don't like carpet. I want hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be others that'll be like, yeah, yeah, no, the kitchen's linoleum or we're going to do some tile. Yeah. I never before heard someone tell me, let's delay the record because I need a, the guys to paint the floor. I had to game plan with guys. the crew on a metallic epoxy coated flooring. Now, here, I'm going to make it quick because I don't want anybody falling asleep, but in the flipping out facility, the new facility is underway. The barn. Well. (laughs) The barn. The the facility. The barn. The facility is, it's got like a shop side. 
And it's got a hangout side with full bar and showers. That's where Dennis is going to uh, hang out when he comes and spends the night. Loft up there, a room for 50 or so pinball machines. So I want that to be fancy. And I want the shop area to be a shop area. It's fine. So the coding guy just didn't know what the hell he was doing, claimed that he did. And the contractor contracted him out. And he messed up the shop side by putting a clear coat on that started chipping up within a week. Like an old bad play field for Mirko. How about that? Or perhaps a new bad play field. <sighs> well, uh, well, we'll see. So that, that happened, and I was like, well, I don't want to pay for that. So he had to chip all of that up and put epoxy, which he's not done on yet. So on the fancy side, I wanted this nice galaxy-based black and, and blues and browns coming out from, from under the clouds of the aurora. Yes, I w- you wanted to look like a bruise. Mm, Go on. That's Well, very bruise-like with metallic <laughs> flakes. And he attempted to do that, but what I ended up getting was more so like someone massacred fucking cookie monster all over my floor. <laughs> there was just bright blue everywhere. And it wasn't even to the edges of the walls. There was bare spots. There was, there was a fucking listener. There was a bucket ring mark in the floor epoxy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit you not. And I'm like, oh my. So this was really, really bad. And I I just, I was like, here's the deal. I'm insightful enough that I know that if I start telling people this, they're going to be like, that's because Zach's a picky bastard. Nobody can ever make him happy. He can't work well with others, yada, yada. I knew that was going to happen. So I started showing people pictures because I've researched this stuff, Dennis. I know how metallic epoxy works. I know the, uh, the, the chemical process now. I've researched everything because I want this right. And uh, so anyway, push comes to shove and it's jacked up. And what do you do? I got a kitchen coming in three days. You got to you got to figure out what the hell to do because you don't want the kitchen in there and then go back at some point in time to redo the flooring. You can't do that. So do you just leave it as it is? Fucking cookie monster come everywhere. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so we could have uh, just dealt with it and just had a really hideous floor. We could have just tried to lay wood over the top of it. Uh, like right when you walked in too, man. Right when you walked in. I'm like, and he called me out when I was, I was working and he called me out. Hey, you might want to come out here. Cause it sets in like 15 minutes. You've got to be freaking fast on this shit. And, uh, and I, apparently he didn't know that I did. Uh, that's a problem. So he's like, come out here make sure this is what you're wanting. And I walked out there and I said, no, 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 none of this. I don't want any of this. No. What did you do? And, uh, he, and of course he put his test spot right at the doorway. Idiot. Ugh. So needless to say, we had to call in some favors and have another crew come in and drop $10,000 to scrape up all of the old epoxy and to relay new stuff in efforts to get a kitchen in here in two days. Wow. Yeah. That's just one that's of the quite headaches a saga. of this facility. Yeah. So do you refer to that original horrid color scheme as cookies and cream? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I was like, who's this fucking, this looks like a bad Jackson Pollock. Like, what is this? <laughs> so you mean all of them? It was just, oh. I, I, well, a whole. <laughs> sorry. Oh. Sorry. Never was a fan. The Lark critic. Uh, I described it as, because people were like, well, what, like, what went wrong? And I'm like, well, it should be one. <laughs> Everything. What, what went right? It looked like somebody was carrying four buckets of paint. <laughs> slipped busted their ass it spilled everywhere and then they tried getting up 
and they were just flailing. So it just that was the pattern. <laughs> just like a dumb and dumber. Yeah, scene. that was the pattern of spread that they put on there. Uh, maybe I'll post some pics <laughs> on on our Facebook it's like page. Everybody say the whole like Windex bottles and stuff. It's like, do you want to put it on stream or spray or flail? <laughs> oh, flail. <laughs> It's it. So this audio doesn't know, sir. See, if, if now I wish we'd done show, video so you could show yeah. us. I'll have to put it on the face. Oh, maybe there will be a video piece. Stay tuned. So, what have you been up Ooh. to, Dennis? That's been my pet. oh, um, I had some work presentation stuff. We're getting ready for a big conference, so I've just been really busy managing all that because I, you know, I basically do it unilaterally. So it's just like getting all the pieces together. Mm. Not hard, just tedious. You know mm. that sort of thing. I see. Nothing exciting. I've not re. I haven't repainted in years. So, do you think uh, you'd be willing? Do you have a garage? Don't you? Or I do. A yeah. Board or something. Um, would you ever be willing to paint the floor of that? Finish it uh, out. Some. You know, I could see painting like cement floor. Yeah, I could. Okay. I had never really considered it. You know, uh, my co-host on Eclectic Gamers podcast, Tony, uh, constantly constantly means maybe like once a year says, you know, Dennis, you should just convert part of the garage to like blow mm-hmm. out the game room more so i can have more than seven games because i don't park in the garage i just use it for storage and work sure like like projects so i could in theory extend that my game room is right off the garage there's a mm-hmm. door that separates them so you could actually just take the that portion of the wall out and just extend it further Ooh. and i could probably more than double uh my current game count Wow. It doesn't uh, even have to be pinball machines either. You could put all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. My game room's really weird. Uh, you know, they're they're not really great photos I have of it online. What You kind of get an impression if you look at any with my neon sign. But mm-hmm. it's really, really long and very, very narrow. It's like in the yeah, early personal, 80s, okay. suburbanite types were wanting to put in a single bowling lane or something. <laughs> That's what the room feels like it was configured for. Do you think we could have a bro day, me, you, and Tony, uh, epoxy together? Uh, to the beats of like an old 80s song with our handkerchiefs on our heads and we just were epoxy in a way trying not to pass out from the fumes that sounds like a great day no there it is oh should we i mean i could envision it but yeah i do think we would just pass out (laughs) and then we'd have flail pattern in my epoxy oh we'll see what craig bobby's got over the news desk i'm a what have you felt about Craig Bobby's top stories with Craig Bobby? They're good. He's doing a good job. I like that. You like the little animations too? That, uh, that I'm- I didn't see the video for 101. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's news update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, a busy week as we start the month of June as the pinball world waits with bated breath for official news out of Jersey Jack Pinball on details of their next release. Based on the overwhelming sentiment online that the next JJP title designed by veteran pinball creator Pat Lawler will be Toy Story, there still has been no official word from JJP's marketing and communications specialist Ken Cromwell on what this new title will in fact be. With the Buzz Lightyear spin-off movie releasing in the movie theaters on June 17th, and if JJP's next game is in fact Toy Story, it might be a good guess that JJP would make an announcement of their new title to coincide with the theatrical opening of the Buzz movie. But as always, we shall have to wait 
and see. And speaking of waiting, the pinball world is continuing to wait on news from Stern Pinball on what their next cornerstone title could be and on Stern's next round of code updates for their very popular Stern Insider Connected platform. Fans of the new online Stern platform that launched last year were excited to hear Stern's Executive Vice President and Chief Creative Officer George Gomez reveal on the Super Awesome Pinball Show at the end of May that new updates were on their way with more announcements forthcoming later this year on new features and official plans for the online platform. Fans of Stern were also excited to hear that Gomez has taken over the license for the game, rumor has it a James Bond theme title, that Steve Ritchie was working on when he left Stern Pinball for Jersey Jack and is developing a completely new three flipper layout for it from scratch. Taking the rumor one step further, EGP and TPS host Dennis Creasel stated that a Gomez 007 pinball machine quote, may very well be Stern's final cornerstone game of 2022, end quote. Speaking of final, with standard edition Cactus Canyon games now making their way into the hands of distributors and customers, Josh Sharp shared news on the Final Round Pinball podcast with host Jeff Teolis and Martin Robbins recently that Lyman Sheet's final code and rule set is almost ready to go and is in the final stages of testing. Josh confirmed that Lyman's code will be built on top of the base game, improving some of the scoring and strategy flaws to the already decent shooting machine. Josh commented that radical changes have been made to score big and in areas that matter most to people while playing the game, forcing players to make choices that aren't as obvious as the original and maintaining Lyman's vision for improving the classic title that will improve on the overall playing experience. Ooh, can't wait. We still have no official information from CGC indicating that their LE models will be shipping soon, hopefully sometime during the summer once missing parts for the game's topper arrive. Speaking of Martin Robbins, it looks like Haggis Pinball's Fathom Revisited machine made an appearance at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show in Tacoma, Washington this past weekend for people to try and experience. The event will mark the Haggis Built Machine's first public experience on North American soil. The machine on display was supposedly one of the demo machines used by Fast Pinball during their board design process. This past week, that Fathom Revisited machine that was temporarily put into storage during a home renovation was finally revealed to excited fans on YouTube as proud owner Alex Moss showed off edited video of the machine's build quality, art, and basic gameplay, which was nothing short of spectacular. Can you believe all that gorgeous chrome? Oh, Nelly! Come on now! And it's been a long time coming, but we might not have to wait much longer to get a glimpse of home pins upcoming Spinal Tap pinball machine. Courtesy of the Nap Arcade website, we received information that, quote, Spinal Tap machines will soon start final assembly and boxing later in June, where we hope to share photos and videos with you in these next weeks. Software has been updated, and machine owners will be able to upgrade the game's software easily without the Thunderbird-style handheld programmer. Handheld programmer? Say what? And lastly, our former Deep Root correspondent Chris Chandler has been kind enough to keep us updated, saying that there have been more cryptic and some say troll-like coded messages appearing on the Deep Root homepage. The latest messages include the expression, more than meets the eye, and 
Great work, but don't miss the forest for the trees. A new clue will arrive each week. Our own Dennis Creasel surmised earlier in the week on his Eclectic Gamers podcast that the original code developer Turner Logic bought the Raza IP and demo units and also owns the Raza code and may, with a humongous capital M, be looking to have a limited number of Raza machines contracted out. But that's a big maybe as the website's puzzles and Turner's speculated desire to potentially have the Raza machine made could be completely unrelated. So basically a giant festering pinball turd. And finally, Dutch Pinball celebrated the grand opening of their new larger premises that they moved into 18 months ago, which, much like the extremely slow production of their Big Lebowski pinball machines, has been delayed by the pandemic. The Dutch Pinball facility in the semi-rural town of Herkenbosch, Netherlands, which is adjacent to the German border. According to the pinballnews.com website, visitors and guests to the open house were treated to factory tours, catered appetizers, and free alcohol, along with a chance to play finished Big Lebowski games and other pinball machines that Dutch has collected in their own factory-style arcade. Longtime critics of Dutch pinball, including Canada's Pinball Podcast, thought the celebration wasn't in the best of taste as many original buyers of the Big Lebowski game going back to 2016 still haven't received their machines yet, despite Dutch shipping out two machines to this group of early buyers for every one new machine that is now sold. Well, that's all for this week for The Pinball Show. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Well, thanks, Craig, for all that great work yet again. He's good. He got us a lot of news again around around the industry. Let's talk about the king themselves, Stern Pinball, though. I wanted to give people an update that I think it was last week, Godzilla Premiums were shipping out, so everybody should Again? Yeah, or have had their Godzilla. Aren't they all caught up on those, Zach? (laughs) Oh, Oh, listen to that little gleeful cackle. Mm. The next run of Godzilla premiums is in July. So next month. Okay. Wow. They're keeping it a high priority. It's still not enough. It's never, it'll never be enough. Greatest game of all time. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, that's Jurassic Park. Never mind. I'm just glad they don't pull a Keith Elwin and just have it walk off the line (laughs) before it's done. (laughs) Ouch. So mean. (laughs) That's just speaking the truth. It wasn't me. It was just, you know, facts are facts. We'll talk about that here soon. So Godzilla premiums are shipping out until, uh, and then July, we'll see another one. But next, I'm thinking next is going to be likely listener Mandalorian Pro and premiums. And then we're going to see Rush Pro and premiums here in uh, June, July. So if you've got those on order, uh, there's a good chance you're going to get those. I think we have some extra Mandalorian Pro and Premiums too, if anybody's interested. we got spots open. And out of nowhere, Dennis, another topper was shipped to us, a, a bundle of toppers that I wasn't even given a heads up on. I didn't even know it was coming. All of a sudden, I see Elvira toppers make their way back to uh, hmm. our shop. So how many toppers are in a bundle? Um, I don't know. What is a bundle of sticks? I would, mine were 20% of what I had back ordered. <laughs> womp, womp. Okay. So 20%. Well, that doesn't really yeah. give me a sense of volume. So <sighs> I guess they found a, I, stock, I mean, I don't, perhaps they found a stockpile of stickers. And I were don't able to mind to say, I think I still out. had 50 Elvira toppers on order. I got 10. Wow. A That's a lot on 10. order. Oh, is it? No. For, well, to me, for a game that uh, 
that they keep pushing, you know, they don't make any more of because they keep pushing it back. Well, you are talking to the Topper King. Well, that's, I, yeah, I, I understand, but yeah. I just assumed you'd at least do value meal options. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, I just, I only got, and, and this is the last run of them this year, I'm told. <laughs> so, that doesn't surprise me. We've got a lot of people still in the list. My apologies for Stern not sending it up. That sucks. That's a pretty much, I'm trying to think, besides the next Cornerstone coming out in August, I don't. I don't think there's much else going on at Stern Pinball or really the rest of the pinball world, but everybody's still gearing up for Jersey Jack Pinball's next game. It feels like we're getting pretty close. Well, it's felt like that all year, Zach. Yes, so <laughs> maybe now it really, really feels like it. To me, it's felt like it since March, early mm. March, I'd say. I'd been expecting this game. So <sighs> I'm the ex- rumors are imminent. Or the rumors have been imminent for months now. But we're still in the window of you and I's guess. You and I guessed it to yeah, be yeah. June. So Yeah. I mean, there's still pretty much the whole month to go for them to formally do the reveal this month. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I'm wrong, what was it? What did Nap Arcade say in one of his articles that I'm like some sort of short stop guy hitting a single on I don't know. I had to message him and I said, I don't know what this <laughs> what this means, but it sounds mean. And he said, It means you're not accurate. And I go, <gasps> Oh, okay, then. Yes, it's oh, mean but true. Mean but true. <laughs> mean but true. Rumor corner. Look, it just rumor tains people. It's not. It's accuracy levels. Eh, not the best. For someone that just hates the singing, you now have a segment intro song to that. Rumor but corner? I didn't request that. Here, they, uh, Glenn. Did he do some of the stuff for Triple Drain too? He, I he tried, but I think I think they oh, went they with tr- somebody else. Oh, this could be. Uh, you know, I, because I don't know the, he just sent it out of the blue and, and emailed us at eclectic gamers podcast at gmail.com and just sent the song. Man, speaking of intros, the pinball show video intro, people really digging that. They like yeah, that. but they don't like, I saw someone who said uh, yeah. one person, I can't say they didn't they. like the song. So one person didn't like the new song. what do you think about it? I thought it was well done. Uh, I, the song's okay, but, um, I mean, I'd still think of the old one myself too. So, mm. but I'm one of those where, you know, I can be a little slow on the uptake of change. Oh. <laughs> so that's just what I chalked it up to. Uh, I look- set my ways. Be looking forward to the next video, uh, version of the pinball show episode 174. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't 175? Uh, I think me and Craig Bobby might still just run with this video. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, that Craig's probably going to be like, I took like 85 photos for you of various facial expressions. I think he did this week too. <laughs> but no, he sent a message. I saw he sent a message saying that he only expected it to be one time. Yes. Like true. You're the only one who wants to do more. I, That's how you are though. You, you try gotta, and pressure you people into changing the, from a podcast to some sort of vlog. You got to fill the bellies of you the have the, You have straight down the middle for this creative outlet. You don't need to videofy the pinball show have you seen the numbers dennis yeah the numbers were fantastic numbers for 100 were yeah numbers don't lie i only report what's positive (laughs) (laughs) i know there were i had a negative comment someone gave a negative comment really me on the on the youtube well not like not like being mean just Mm. disagreeing with my um some of my claims regarding haggis what they say Oh, I think they indicated oh, that Haggis yeah, did yeah. make more promises you're than too soft. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't say soft specifically. I think they indicated that there were some contract. Well, I don't have a contract because I haven't bought a Fathom, but mm-hmm. that purportedly there were more promises than just the one that 
wasn't really a promise, but the deadline, it was about sure. the deadlines where I had said that they had that, you know, they had that original deadline that they missed by a country mile. <laughs> they were, this person was indicating there were other deadlines that were given, whereas all I ever had heard were there were, you know, here's what we're targeting, but mm-hmm. I had never heard them set a new deadline. But purportedly, those who had ordered games did have more deadlines. So, yeah, and they did. But again, I ain't always right. They said that they were going to get them out eight weeks after full payment. And yeah, that's true. It has, it is, I think it's been eight weeks, closing in on eight weeks. Well, you see, months. I don't know when every individual, I mean, you had mentioned yeah, on yeah. our last episode that you had not yet fully paid for all of them, even though they had sent well, you a the, bill. But I did get my, my individual one came uh, weeks prior to that, where they did request full payment. This was more mm. for the flipping out a lot. Right, right. And so you were waiting because they had not yet issued you the first game you had already mm-hmm. fully paid for. And we, I did discuss uh, this concern I had with them. Uh, they told me some things to reassure me and still a, still a calculated risk, mm-hmm. but I am but going we'll, to take we'll, it. I know we have Haggis in the show later, so okay, we'll go more right. into because there's been developments that have, I, I feel, while not counteracting what I may have claimed regarding deadlines mm-hmm. has indicated more positivity than I think some people were feeling at the time. Okay. But Jersey Jack, positive feelings. I don't know. <sighs> Where's Toy Story? It's got to be Toy Story, right, Zach? It's got to be. I don't know when or where. I, I may or may not know when or where, to be honest. But I don't know when it's coming. I don't know when it's coming. I did hear some rumors circling around the water cooler listener that, uh, there may only be two models this time around. Of LE and a C, no standard. I think it's a that good doesn't move. really surprise me. Yeah. Um well, you know, it's a mix. I, I I don't I don't think it's surprising just given the fact how quickly they pulled the standards on GNR from production. Yes. You remember? Yes. It it felt like a month. And uh the only part that ma- that makes me wonder is at the time with GNR, with the pandemic, and the standard was that company's pivot, in my view, to try and capture more location pinball. And location pinball was not doing well during the pandemic. Mm. But now that we're on the right-hand side of the bell curve on that, uh, my my thinking would be they might want to target again that those locations. But if the issue is just no one's ordering that version because they stripped too much stuff out, then no reason to waste your time making a another skew. I think if they end up doing the two model thing this time around, it does make sense to me because they just, they weren't selling the standards mm-hmm. uh, in the past. And that's what I think it comes you know. down to. I don't, I, I would say it's a smart decision based off of the GNR performance. And if demand starts coming up for a stripped down version again, they can always do it as an experiment in the future. But conversely, if they were going to do a standard model, and if it is the rumored Toy Story, it's kind of the theme you'd want to do a standard on. But I, I think with the, yeah. I think their decision probably comes yeah. down to the market as well. The market is so hot right now, and people are spending. They're seeing people spend a lot of money on pinball machines, and they're seeing a lot of locations spend money on premium versions of Stern games or deluxe versions of American pinball. So they're thinking, you know, uh, why even try? Let's let's just get the LE. Yeah. People will buy it and it'll all be good. They'll have to, I, they'll see operators wanting to have it if it is Toy Story. Like, well, we got to get that. So, yeah, no, I, again, I don't think it's a bad move on their part if the rumor's true. 
let's talk about whether or not you think last week's world tournament, there was any bad moves that went on there. I wanted to get your take on, because people, people have been talking about Keith Elwin draining ball three in the semifinals or the quarter semifinals or whatever. Uh, he was in the top eight. Drained at okay. ball three without the chance to provide a big comeback and, and show that he is the greatest of all time. There's a lot of people that are mixed on this. Some thinking it was a sign and a show of respect. Some people thinking, I don't care that he did that, but it's still shitty. Uh, some people thinking that something else was going on. What is, did you see it? And what were your takes? No, I rarely watch competitive pinball. But you did see it on the pinball show highlight. No, <gasps> I didn't watch 101. I listened to it. Oh. I listened to it as a podcast. I have not seen any of the video from 101. I saw 100. Did you hear about the gator? Yes, I heard 101. I don't know what the gator thing was just strange. I don't think that should ever come up again. Did the chroma key green screen gator come up to the screen? No, I didn't watch the video. I listen to podcasts when I drive. That is how I consume podcasts. Shit. Which is part of the reason why I have very little interest in it being a video show because I listen to this as a podcast. Why can't you just be like everybody else and put the video up like in your car? Else. But Most just, of the listeners came through via podcast. Tell not people via that you don't watch YouTube while you're driving. Just be like everybody else. Isn't that what everybody what does? They watch a video, but then they lie. No, of course I'm not watching while I'm driving. No, they they're all good. All drivers are good. Ten and three. So what was your take? I don't care. Are you really just, you don't care. You don't care no, that, about the story. You don't care so that I, he did it. You don't care what. I, I do not care that he did it. Hmm. I mean, why would I? It didn't, it's his, it's his game, right? It's his, it was his decision. I mean, what, what do you want him to do? Sandbag? No. Well then, if there, okay. You know, the idea of, conceding because that's essentially what it was mm -hmm. to, to me as near as i can think of there are three primary reasons why anyone would concede in a game mm -hmm. one would be that there'd be some sort of long-term advantage to doing it obviously that was not the case for elwin saving energy is what i heard right 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 and <laughs> but i i and i did see the threat on penside so i think another player though had conceded at one point for strategic reason because they were like they were really tired and they were going to go on even if they conceded so they did Escher did the following round to conserve some energy for an additional okay. Okay. game. So that's something. an example of conceding to to gain a long-term advantage. Which I think know? is now, silly, but okay. Yeah. Well, and we've seen extreme examples in sport. Like, uh, do you remember the whole badminton thing back in the, oh gosh, like the 2012 Olympics where the gold medal favorites were throwing their through their first round game so they could face weaker teams later? Oh, that was just, really controversial. That's just a bad uh, format setup then. But the rules, the rules appeared to allow it. Okay, so right. that's what they did. Okay. Anyway, so that's one example would be for long-term advantage. Doesn't apply to Elwin though. We know he didn't because that ended. My understanding is that done. ended his yep. tournament run. Okay. Yep. So option number two would be that in his view, the rest of the game didn't matter. That the result was inevitable and there was no point to continue playing. Too and that's big where of a I distance. Think and that's where people are debating. Now, we all know that the the in the in pinball what what's the saying? And I say I say this a lot in competitive pinball when I'm playing in tournaments is it just takes one ball. Just takes one ball. Just takes one ball. 
But from Elwin's perspective, while that is always conceptually, factually true, you could always, in theory, use one ball and grind your way back. Sure. If he didn't see a, a path that he thought he could accomplish it, he may not have felt that it was worth trying to stand up there and attempt to control the ball for however many minutes it would take for him to do it. And again, because I didn't see it and I don't, I like dialed in, but I don't know it super duper well. There were people who were talking about the state of the game and whether or not he was close on his SIM cards and how much work it was going to take for him to actually sure, yeah. feasibly earn that many points. A to a lot score. of people, it was, it, was achi- it was achievable. Other people said it, it is, but his game state was not in a good position for it. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been a lot of debate as to whether or not Elwin even fully understood the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's a maybe possibility, but we know technically he could, he could have saved it. Could have. So then there's the third one though, which I, w- if we're saying it's, it's viable as a choice is above reproach. And that would be that it stopped being fun. Mm. And so to me, Obviously, I've not read any comment that he's made about this, if he's given any, but if he's been playing and he saw where where he was at on ball three of dialed in and he thought, you know what? I'm really just not having fun right now. Then why not concede and let the people who are having fun continue? I kind of. So that's why I don't care. That's why I don't care. He's not obligated to tell me or anyone else that he wasn't having fun anymore. This is, well, this may not be particularly common in a lot of athletic sports in games. Conceding when you're not having fun anymore is pretty common. Really? In the esports and stuff? Yeah. Okay. And again, during world championships, you know, I don't know because I don't watch a lot of other games and other world championships. See, most of the stuff I watch is is like a team game or a team sport. I see. Overwatch. And it's different when it's a whole team. Mm, But Elwin wasn't on a team. He's just playing for him. Team Elwin. Yeah. But couldn't you argue that it he's Team Elwin, but uh-huh. he's also Team Pinball. He's also Team Stern. He's also Team... I, I don't know. think so. So you're you're taking the Charles Barkley. He doesn't have to be a role model. I didn't see any sponsors on his jersey in the game I didn't watch, so I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I, I see. Figuratively. Yeah. What about the angle that people say it was his passing in the torch? It was just... It was actually a very respectful thing to do. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't consider, I don't agree with that either. I'm not saying it was disrespectful. My understanding is he went up afterwards and it was very, the way he did it was in a respectful manner. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think that saying like, it's, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hand, it's like, it's not, it's weird. This isn't like a title belt thing. Like this Mm. is one event and one, no, this is one event. If he comes back. From that, let's say he came back on ball three. That doesn't prove he's the greatest of all time. No, but it sure paints a picture it, to the legacy that is. Sure, of course it does. But if Michael Jordan some, went in there with someone the, else, having a flu, and it's still talked about to this day, it's of course it's it's it becomes a moment in gaming history. It becomes like Evo moment number whatever the one I don't remember which one it was anymore. I should remember my Evo moments, but it's like that doesn't mean. It doesn't mean as much as sometimes we in the moment want to assign to it. He did it in a very respectful way. He went up to his competitor afterwards. As, as my understanding was, yo, it wasn't done to be insulting. Mm. But on the flip side, I don't, uh, again, it was top eight. It wasn't like the grand championship match. It's not a passing of the torch. 
we might view it like that in the sense like if Elwin doesn't play ever again, then I guess you could take it that way. I think it make if he doesn't ever play again, then I kind of understand this more. But he'd already really stepped away. He was mostly reportedly. Uh, yeah, he's been mostly retired from pinball tournaments. If you're in Escher's position, do you want Keith to walk away to guarantee you a win? Or do you want Keith Elwin, the greatest of all time, to bring his all? <sighs> I want him to bring his all. I mean, that would probably be my stance as well. Con- you know. Yeah. I don't want to, that, but that being said, it's not my, it's not my right to decide that he brings his best. hundred percent. Absolutely. If I were Elwin, I would have played it out, but that's just me. That's just me. But I've been in boats where I don't think I can make it. And I don't, and I do feel like I've wasted my time. You're like, this isn't fun. I just want to go. Do you think Keith Elwin likes the limelight? One of the options that you didn't mention that I think is, could be pertinent is that, uh, Maybe he realized, yeah, the odds were stacked against him, but I can still keep the focus on me and my legend if I just walk away right now and keep people talking for the next couple of weeks. No, I don't think so. Okay. His, uh, the legend is, you know, legends are legends because they're legendary. He's, he's got so many wins. No one, uh, to, to, uh, to pull a line from the Patriot, this will be forgotten. <laughs> I don't think it will be. Tavington, this massacre will be forgotten. I think this goes down as part of his storyline now. I know. I'm, For better or worse. I don't, I, no, people, a walk off in a game full of people. Uh, it's no, no one. We may, we pretend to care right now, but it's just not a big deal. Mm. This isn't, again, maybe if this had been like Escher and Elwin were the final two. A top eight decision to walk off. No one cares. Not Four really. Four hours nothing he played else to one talk person, about. and this was in the ninth game. And it's, he just it's just it's away. just top eight. Escher didn't even win this. Just top eight. Hundreds of players. Just didn't top even eight. win it. We're World talking about like pa- you're talking about like passing the torch and stuff. It's like Escher didn't even win. Yeah, but he's a young gun. Yeah, but. Being fourth at IFPA 17 isn't like going to be the highlight of his career either. Maybe Escher dropped the torch. (laughs) The flame went out. (laughs) Maybe a storm front from the West moved in. Well, well, you know what could have happened? I've been there. Uh, Maybe Keith Elwin had to poop. (laughs) We don't know. Uh, Oh, I mean, that's where it falls under the game. Stop being fun. Yeah, it doesn't have to be about the game. It doesn't have to be about the game. I've been in tournaments where I almost went. I didn't go to the 403 club tournament yesterday. I was thinking about it. And then I decided, you know what? I don't want to drive 30 minutes in the rain. And then I don't know how long I'll be playing. And I hadn't eaten. And I thought, I'm going to be really hungry. And I decided I would rather go eat food. So that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, yeah, I've been in really long tournaments where I'm like, gosh, I just wish I would. I've actually said it. I wish I would lose so I could go eat. Yeah. When it stops being fun. I think that's a, that's a good way to wrap this discussion up because I'm with you. This is this. There's no professional pinball. Yes. True. Okay. People aren't making their living playing pinball. There's not formal rules. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, let me, let me take that back. There are rules, but there are not like high level standards. Like first thing, yeah. no, the first thing we'd have to address if we actually formalized pinball as professional sport is the substance use. Oh God. Back to this thing. 
No, well, think about it. How many people do you know that say they play their best with two drinks in them? Sure. That wouldn't be allowed in any other professional sport. Agreed. Because you're giving, you're using a chemical advantage. Agreed. I mean, no, there are a lot of serious bridges we would have to cross if we were going to try and actually turn this into a real professional with like a league, Including a real like league, a, a sports league, a collegiate level, yeah, a farming yeah. system, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not it's not at that. And I think what we do in in hobby tournaments is different, even as when they're high level. So I think a lot of people wanted me to crap on this move and say this is what's wrong with competitive pinball, right? My my pulpit. Well, because it wasn't good for the viewers, and that's all you care about. I do care about growing the hobby in the industry. You're right. Uh, no, I I don't necessarily think it was bad for the viewers. I think from a marketing standpoint, a production standpoint, I would have leaned into this storyline mm. to get it more exposure. So, well, and it has been talked about a lot. I mean, that's one of the things I, I saw in the pin side thread uh, stated multiple times is, you know what? This is good just because we've actually have people talking about competitive pinball yes. who are not just the competitive pinball players. That's my take. I'm with you, Dennis, on I really don't care whether he did it or not. Do I think it's bad for the sport well it depends on what angle you're looking at uh, the health of a sport i think it was really good exposure for the antics that can bring up some exposure in uh, in this ron hallett right now is shaking his head it's not a sport ron i know um in this hobby in this industry so i don't care if he if he did it i would like to think i couldn't do it but i'm not in that position to to make the call whether i would have done it or not so I don't think it's necessarily bad for his brand. I don't think it's good for his brand, but it does increase exposure for everything in general. Here's the issue I have, Dennis. Tell me if you agree. I don't think this is a Keith Elwin problem. I think if anything, this is an IFPA slash competitive pinball problem. This Keith didn't do anything wrong. If you have to determine the fucking winner and the best player of a top eight playing for four hours straight on nine different games, your system is broken. I'm sorry. That is ridiculous. Nobody in their right mind would sit there and watch all of that to determine who the best is. And many people's take is going to be this. Why does it matter? We don't care what other people think. This is our internal niche hobby. This is what we want to do. This is how we want to determine it. Completely fine. But from the outside looking in, I think, can they not just play one game? Why are we playing nine games? Why are we playing for four hours? Even one game, if you're playing on Captain Fantastic, put me to sleep. Horrible pick, by the way. I know competitively, whatever. It's the same strategy. Everybody does the same thing. It's completely and utterly boring. But for four hours, I think it's an IFPA competition issue. Maybe Keith Elwin dropped out because he's so damn bored. And as was probably a lot of other people watching as well. Agree, disagree? Uh, I I agree that that length of time is probably, by and large, for viewers, quite boring. It's part of the reason why I don't watch competitive pinball. Um, but, you know, when you're, if you're talking about the competitive pinball and you're talking about the skill of the players, if you don't, currently at least, at least through the IFPA, and the philosophy is that pinball is everything with flippers. And 
different eras play very, very differently. And I think you would agree with that. Like EMs feel very, very different than early solid state. Alphanumeric went a different route. And of course, modern pinball is different from that. So if you're not having that full mix, if you were to just play it all on Rush, you're not really measuring who's the best in the world at pinball. You're measuring who's the best at the world on Rush. Mm, I so they're trying to they're trying to get at that by using a mix of games from a mix of eras and having enough of a sampling. I mean, bear in mind, well, the Super Bowl is ultimately one big game played. Mm-hmm. The World Series is best out of seven, as is NBA Finals. And so, whatnot. so and you know, different different games and sports address, address it differently. And currently, this is just how the format is. A different league, a different international maybe the national flipper pinball association Uh-oh. might choose to you know a different Uh-oh. system there's not that there's not an Make argument sure to do I it a different way i'm just really saying i'm just saying secured. that this one this is what their philosophy but, is look why can't and we do you're a- not going to change their i don't think you'll be successful in trying to change their philosophy that it should all just come down to like whatever the one brand new game is i think that uh why couldn't we do a tournament where uh, a bracket system like they did here and you start out because the best pinball player, the best skill and for uh, skill, I think can be that person who can play rush the best. But to get there, maybe the first round is EMs. And then after that, the second round is early solid state. And then after that, you know, then you have your big, your big modern games. And by the end of that bracket, that will determine in one game, just one game. That's it. That's it. One game. Will you get a bad game here and there? Yeah, everybody does. Equals a playing field. That's where I'm at on competitive pinball. Still love you, Josh Sharp. (laughs) Speaking of champions, Dave Fix was on the Pinball News Pinball Magazine podcast this last week. Oh. Yeah, old Fixie. Yeah, I think I've not heard this, so you'll have to brief me. Okay, we've got some notes here. Let's go through them. Uh, Dave Fix said that they began working with Sega on the Sonic the Hedgehog license. I didn't really Sega. know that. Mm-hmm. The, then they hired Ryan McQuay. This is kind of a timeline of events. Okay. Viewer. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. All and right. Then, oh, so they were working on it before they hired Ryan. Interesting. Yes. And that, well, I think as a, hey, we know we can get Ryan. Let's try to get this license. Uh, it's looking good. Let's hire Ryan. Then Dave Fix said they went back to Sega to, quote, finalize uh, that license. And then Sega indicated that they were going another direction with a different manufacturer. Oh, ouch. Uh, and then the old rug, well, but tu- they've kept the Ryan old rug tug there. Hmm. Yeah, but they kept Ryan. Why not? He's a good designer, probably, maybe, sort of. We'll see. Yeah. And there's one thing American Pinball doesn't have enough of. It's designers. <laughs> That's right. So then Dave Fix claims that he said, ask Sega, what manufacturer ended up getting the license? And they, they said, no, we're not going to say. I mean, that's, that's not, a secret. Yeah. Keep it secret. <laughs> not important. Keep it safe. It's kind of confidential. And he said, well, th- at least answer me this. <laughs> Was it Stern Pinball? Let's start rolling. You've been through this before, probably been through your kids before where you're like, I'm not going to tell you. And then they just start guessing. <laughs> and initially you humor them and then you're like, they're going to eventually get there. <laughs> keep, Does it rhyme it, with term? So is it 80 plus percent of the market stern? What was the answer? Uh, no. Or yeah, no. no. The answer was no. They, Whoa. They, now that's can- actually surprising to me because- it is. You know, Stern has that reputation of of going in and stealing licenses because 
that's what Spooky said they did. Well, they just had a picture of the new CEO and Gary Stern taking a picture to cosplay or something with Sonic the Hedgehog character. I don't know if Dave Fix is right. I don't know if he's right here. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe he's yeah. right, but Sega lied. That's right. <laughs> maybe the no, maybe, and maybe they didn't mean to. Maybe to Sega, they meant no as in no. I'm not going to tell you if it's stern or not. Like, well, can you tell me? Is it at least, was it stern? No. No. And the no meant no. Leave me alone. Not yeah. no. It's not stern. Okay. But, but possibly it's not stern. That, yeah, Sega. It could be home pen. It was some kind of uh, some kind of tree pinball company with roots. I don't know. <laughs> no, they didn't. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> so now Dave Fix is going through all the back channels. He said, trying to find out who has the license. What it felt like to me is he was publicly trying to kind of uh, position the manufacturer that got this license as needing Ryan McQuaid. He was really talking up, you know. I'd hate to see this manufacturer come out and uh, people really hate their rendition of Sonic because people are so behind Ryan McQuaid, you know, trying to get Ryan McQuaid, I guess, because they said they were open to working and partnering with that other company that got the Sonic license to get Ryan to design this game. Oh, Dave Fix. This is kind of weird. It's it's very American. I feel it. It feels feels like it... To me, and this is just my opinion. It feels to me like they just like they really just wanted to go ahead and do their whole American dream kind of thing with Ryan and just make Sonic Spinball. Mm-hmm. And now that they can't, they're still trying to find a way to do it because that was the idea. And that yes, they don't have another idea with him yet. I think Dave Fix and AP team need to take on the Disney license of Frozen and let it go. <laughs> Move oh. past it. Ryan McQuaid had a cool game there. He can do another cool game with another cool theme. Uh, hopefully, an intellectual property that everybody knows. But I think they'll be fine. They don't need to try to piggyback off of the company that ended up getting signed. Here, l- let me help. Allow me Allow me to help. American Pinball. Dennis here. Let me help you. If you cannot get Sonic, just retheme it. Ooh. Just retheme Ryan's game for your commercial version. Do Super Monkey Ball. Super there you go. Okay. M- monkeys are in a ball. I was going to go with uh, Dr. Robotnik's bean machine. Just, no, just do just do Super Monkey Ball. It's a known license, video game property. It's mm-hmm. about ball rolling around everywhere. There you go. It's Super basically monkey Sonic, ball. but with a monkey. Except that the gameplay is quite a bit different. But regardless, for pinball, maybe an option. So there you go. Consider doing that. Oh. I I get the argument, but this, again, I, I just I can't help but feel the parallels with Godzilla. When Spooky went out and talked about, and you remember how they told it, or at least this is how it is in my head canon. So uh, yeah, maybe this, ain't, this may not be a hundred percent. No, we're going to listeners. We're going to relive it because oh, I still thought it, it came across as petty. The reenactment. Yes. Where the, the spooky version of the story goes, they're in this meeting, high level meetings with Toho. Big boardroom too. Oh yeah. Long that's table. how I envision it. Mahogany table. Mm-hmm. No paint on these floors. This was that like high end carpeting, like Persian. Yeah. Um, heavy doors. And Jody Dankberg, 300 Spartan kicks that door open. Whoa. Splinters fly off <laughs> from, <laughs> you know, there's probably, uh, Bugs probably got a piece of wood in his shoulder and shrapnel jody walks through gary walks in behind him wearing the full on everything but the helmet from vader oh nice. all of it is there smoke 
There's fog. There's fog. Okay. It's not healthy to breathe in all the smoke. So fog is billowing from the hallway behind, Mm -hmm. you know, and Gary just walks up and force throws a few thousand (laughs) dollars on the table to Toho's representatives. And Gary just goes all too easy Mm. and walks out. And then Jody finalizes the deal and they all sign the contract. That was I thought Jody pulled the mic the out of his pocket version. and just dropped it on the table. And then that left. was the Dennis enhanced spooky version of what happened. Then Gomez went on because this was the one I remember people talking about the rumors of Stern later because people don't remember the old stuff. They started talking about the rumors that Stern had Godzilla. Gomez confirmed they had Godzilla because they had to because Spooky had already confirmed it. Sure, mm-hmm. but the way that version went about is it sounded almost like they were on the floor of Comic Con. People are just walking up to each other, talking in booths and groups. It's yeah, all hey, really really talk. open. Yeah. And so Stern just kind of walked up while there was a discussion going on because they wanted to have a discussion with Toho, but. Regardless of how cool both of these versions of the story are, I think I told the spooky one far better. The bottom line is, I think the vast majority of people engaged in this hobby are at this point downright glad that Stern got Godzilla. Yeah, that's what I said last week. Because it ended up turning out to be an incredible game. And maybe spooky would have done an incredible game too. But I think a lot of people feel that Elwyn did a better job than what spooky could have put out. Yeah, I don't think it's a stretch, yeah. And so when I, all I'm saying about all of that isn't to you know criticize Spooky or put Stern on a pedestal. It's simply that just because Sonic Spinball is a really fun homebrew game does not mean Sonic cannot somehow be even better. Mm, I completely agree. It's we just have to look, look past your preconceived notions and accept that a wholly new design might actually be even better. It More might. awesome. We don't know. Until we see it, we do not know. And Stern's been cranking out some hits lately. I still think it's probably Stern that has it. But but, get, but Dave says it's not Stern. So is this Steve Ritchie's new game? Oh. You know, he's been the designer known as Gotta Go Fast. Speed and flow. That's right. Mm. Now people are talking about, I mentioned last week that, man, Ritchie should get Top Gun. That'd be great. F-14. Now everybody, there's a thread on there about it. Yeah. It's a thing now. Yeah, hmm. It is a thing. I think I Steve would be okay. probably I get open it. to it. Dave Fix was all over the place in this interview. He was talking about the idea of AP manufacturing Deep Root games in the past. He was still. He said he's still talking to Deep Root lawyers about uh, the the IP to these. Okay, and they I, haven't I, been auctioned off. Right, and what I is going on actually, and I on the last eclectic gamers, I talked a little bit about IP and not being sure, and I know uh, Mr. Blueberry Johnson sent us an email. I haven't had a chance to fully go through it, but I think he was just noting that he could clarify some of the stuff Tony and I were were discussing, which leads me to believe I was probably wrong on some of the things that usually when people offer that it means yeah. Dennis is wrong, uh, which is quite possible because there are a lot of twists and turns going on with all of that. Last that I remember seeing in the thread. Since that email, trying to catch up this morning, was it sounded like there had been no confirmation that the IPs have been sold yet. So that this could very well be. So that lines up with what the day fix was saying. Yeah, yeah. That mostly it's been the that discussions have been going on. People have been saying there have been discussions about the IP, but so far the sales have been like physical property stuff. Yeah, because we don't know if Turner's wanting to buy those. And well, and that was where my, my yeah my speculation with Tony was about. Because Turner Logic, like, I guess they got the Raza prototypes and stuff. So uh, we had a discussion, is is Turner Logic trying to 
sell the prototypes of the raw, like make them fully working and sell the prototypes, actually sell Razas at some sort of scale, or actually trying to establish an entire pinball company and basically do the first few deeper games. Because those are like the three things I could sort of see maybe they're angling for. It'll never work, but yeah. Well, and part of our discussion was surely, in in our minds, surely Turner Logic, an IT company, isn't going to set up a manufacturing line. So who would they contract with? They're going to want to farm it out. They just want to make the money off of it. I think it's a dumb idea for all parties. So do you think that's possible? Because I think that's much more achievable. but, But it's dumb for all parties included. Other than Raza, I would, I would, because Raza's done. But nothing else is. And it won't sell. Well, that was my that's my concern with why I don't understand why it seems like a, a play is being made. Uh is why like Raza was never a, a, a really popular game. We know no. the pre order numbers were not even hundred and fifty units. Were, yeah. I mean, it's not it's just not well received. Even in this market. And it's not well that received. was even during a time where everything is getting purchased. Hell, Legends of All Hollow sold five hundred. Uh, <laughs> deluxe editions. I mean, come on. Now you got all of the shit smear that was Deep Root, and then to think that that's going to see the light of day? Mm. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I struggle with it, and I think it's too much of a stretch for a new company to you know be like, oh, let's buy from the new company because then I'll own a piece of the Deep Root weirdness. Exactly. It's like, yeah. no, buying the prototype gets you that. This is different. This is like, buy, people don't buy Alien from Pinball Brothers because they want a piece of Highway's failure. They buy it because exactly. it was a, a fairly well-received game actually mm-hmm. being made again. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, Dave Fix was even talking about considering retheming J-Pop's Houdini game. Remember that first... Houdini, oh, that's that, just a diorama. It doesn't even have completable he claims, shots. He complained, or he claimed that there is one working. He don't know how working it is, but there's one put together with the uh, Brian Andrew. Uh, was it Matt Andrews artwork? Houdini that is completely different than Joe Balser's Houdini. There, it's in a collector's place somewhere. But he said they've they own the rights to it all. He said it's sitting in his office. They've even considered retheming that. And then he threw out like the, you know, who, who knows Houdini's revenge or something, but, and I, why, I, I don't, why, what, why? I don't know. I don't. I'm starting to really like your frozen analogy. Yes. I, that's, I, they've got, I mean, we know there's a plan or they've already indicated there was a plan at some point to, to do a game that Barry Osler developed. We yep. know they've got Dennis Nordman. We know yep. now also they have Ryan McQuaid. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you would do this. And Ryan McQuaid's game is not looking like it's going to be out until after 2023 because Dave Fix did say on that interview that they still plan on doing Orsler's game in 2023 next year and another Nordman game that he's on his first Whitewood on 2023 as well. And then we'll see that Nordman later this year. So McQuaid's looking at 2024 at the at the earliest. So are they only planning to do one game this year? Because Dave's been talking three. Well, of course he's talking three, but uh, only one. Only one. And he did say that they have, <sighs> they're building another line, so they potentially have three lines now in American Pitbull. And I'm like, what? for what? <laughs> are they going to have more lines than they do games? Yeah, I don't. Oh, he said I just, I don't understand. I, I don't come from the manufacturing world. I haven't been in pinball since the nineties. So maybe it's not my place to understand. The juice is loose. Jonathan Houston asked with this American dream, you know, homebrew contest in subsequent years, are you going to include virtual pinball designs that can be made into physical 
games. Now, side note, 20 minutes later, Jonathan slipped that he himself was working on a virtual pin design. And that's maybe had a little interest to, uh, invested in there uh, mm, okay. to be asking that question in general. I think it was it's the most idiotic idea ever. Not because I don't like virtual pinball, because it's night and day. It's apples and oranges. But, of course, Dave fixes a man to the people and said, you know what? It's a really good idea. And we may consider that next year. Why? I don't know. What? I, I completely respect virtual pinball. And yes, there are a lot of really That's incredible virtual pinball tables. But it is a big step up to yes. be able to. Uh, you can't. I don't. And maybe it's, again, a lot of it might just translate. be me. Being too, I yeah. might just be too dumb. Zach, but I don't know that you can just instantly glance and go, oh yeah, that that's going to work as a physical. Like <sighs> you'd have to invest time to figure out if you're, I, I just, hey, it reminds not- me of deep root trying to make a uh, space cadet into a physical yes. version and they had to make changes. I, there are already so many people making physical homebrews that are probably interesting. And you, I've already said in the past, I'm not a big fan of this whole American dream thing yes, contest. I, I don't, I don't like it, but, but, there are plenty of actual physical homebrews to choose from that. Why would you even broaden it like this? I, I, don't, I don't understand. I do not get it. I think if anything, Dave Fix is just, he's trying to get that PR. He's trying to get that catch of people. What if, you know, American pinball, what if? I think that's a, I think it's very, in my opinion, I've got enough insight. When I hear stuff like this, I think it's, it's very telling <laughs> in a lot of ways. I won't go into, but it's just very telling that, you know, you're talking about retheming J-Pop's game, talking about taking deep root entities, talking about making virtual pinball part of your American pinball. Let's not bullshit each other, people. Uh, one of the main reasons that they're doing this homebrew thing is because it makes you look good as a company, but you're also getting shit already done, right? Uh, look at Legends of Valhalla and Wrath of Olympus, if that ever happens. A lot of this I- stuff's already done for you. They get rid of Josh Kugler. <laughs> they're down one coder. They're, they're going to need all the help they can get. Yeah, I just, it's, to me, it feels like not, you know, just not taking the initiative to commit on certain things and keeping it real. It's feckless. I find it completely feckless. Oh, wow. I like that term. Well, feckless. And to round out the information coming from Dave Fix and that PNPMP, uh, he's going to continue to do street rollouts for these new games. That is, instead of getting them to dealers and getting them into homes. He wants to get them out on location first. He said something that I don't think he means, but it looks good. He said, look, you know, sometimes you get these games out and people purchase them without even be able to, to not even play them, but sometimes they don't even see them. We here at American Pinball, we want to get them out on location so that people can put their hands on them and play them before they decide whether they want to buy them or not. Well, I mean, while... I don't buy games until I have played them because I subscribe to the philosophy that he seems to agree with. Mm -hmm. If you can sell them without having people play them as a seller, why would you care? Why would you care? I don't get again. Well, I, I may criticize it as a consumer saying, you know what? And I totally understand that people are like, I don't even get a chance to try the LE before I have to decide to buy it from a consumer perspective. Totally get the complaint from a seller's perspective. That's a good problem to have. I don't get it. I do uh, not get it. Do you think he thinks that people believe this? That's where I'm trying to figure out. Hey, sure. He knows here's people what I, are smart. All right. From a, I guess from a PR perspective, being the company that 
Like if he's trying to position American Pinball as a really pro consumer company, he's trying to be spooky pinball this, PR. This, I mean, what? No, Spooky doesn't. But Spooky doesn't do this. Spooky is all about the let's let's sell out all of the games before we even show you what the play field yes, looks yes, like. With, with respect to that, yeah. And then they make the weird decision to show you how bad it shoots on stream. And then people are like, what am I stuck with this? Or can I, I mean, we, I don't, I, look, I can criticize all sorts of stuff. I ain't no manufacturer though. So I, I'm not living it. The, but here I am with a podcast. So here I'm going to say what I think anyway. Sure. So uh, yeah, I just, I could see like, I don't think it gets them any sales. So I don't understand why we would do this. The, I like, I like the idea of yes, game on location i think in a way other companies try and do this as well you know stern's policy quite well about wanting those first pros to go to locations so that people can experience the game and the thought is i'm sure to ultimately move more units i think however the way you've described how he discussed it in the interview he's positioning it not as yeah we're hoping we can increase sales and we can get the games to the locations first while we're still you know geared up on that line to make that game not well, you know, people need to try it first. We don't think it's good that people want to buy all our games. Like, they're making it sound like people want to buy their games already. If it's well, not he, solving a problem, why would you like change that. this? Said, you know, if they could hire 50 more people, they could make a lot more machines. If, you know, he could put Legends of Valhalla, the standard edition, they would just, they would sell so many of them. But he said he's trying to be fair to those people, uh, the deluxe buyers, and really trying to focus in. I don't, I, 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 I don't get it. There's not much news, but there's still a little bit left. Let's do a quick rundown. Dennis, uh, the rest of the news here. Haggis Pinball in the news. Starting to see a couple of those Fathom revisited Mermaid editions leaving the factory. One, in fact, at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show this past weekend. Any, did you see any pictures of that? I did, yes. What, what people are not talking about is a bad code, a bad build. That's the one thing I'm, I'm happy. I'm not hearing about anything negative regarding the product itself, the delays, the yes, but about the product, people are kind of raving that. So that's mm-hmm. good. Well, good but, to see. and people are glad to see more than just the, you know, cause the one came out and then everyone's like, well, it's just the one. And now mm-hmm. we, there was another owner, I guess, who created a pin site account, unboxing uh, one yeah. and did the unboxing. And so, you know, it's they're they're, they're coming out. They are coming out as yeah. short squirts, but they're coming. Sure. Sure. Are people going to be happy? I mean, I'm sure they're happier, but until everyone is made whole, of course, there'll always be those those worries. But I think it, it stills at least a little bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of spurting and squirting, Chicago Gaming Company's doing the same thing. Cactus Canyons are rolling out the SE model. And we thought, you know, there's probably 500 or so that have been built of this SE. They're going to be transferring over to the LE line uh, anytime now. But per Nap Arcade, Butch Peel at the Northwest Conference seminar this last weekend said that they're still waiting for parts for that topper. Now, remember, <sighs> viewers, See? the topper goes on both the LE and the SE plus Epsilon. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to see more SEs being built. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And now we can finally have the full rage against toppers that this hobby really needs, I think. No, the topper is holding the game back. No. Should have just done a sticker, Elvira style. Purge. So, yeah, I think we're still a couple months out for that mm. LE because you can't. Maybe more. I'm starting uh, to worry a little uh, bit. Uh, not, not that they're not going to ever make them, but just that <laughs> it's going to be a while. 
it may be a while. Speaking of multimorphic, if you're waiting for a Weird Al, it may be a while because they're still struggling to, they got the parts, they're just struggling to get people to put them together. They're calling in Grandma, Aunt Teresa, and everybody else to come together, put on your gloves, sweetie, and uh, put together these one-third pinball playfields. But someone on Pinside did inquire to Jerry about the possibility of adding songs to their Weird Al. They said, you know, I like the songs, but where are the hits? We need some more hits. And they said, well, have you ever considered Jerry buying the license to use more of the, of, of the songs and maybe do like a, a paid content, downloadable content for people interested. And he didn't shrug it off. He said, yeah, if there's a desire, then very much so they could look into that. What do you make of that? Uh, I mean, the system obviously would accommodate it. Um, mm-hmm. now, you could argue multimorphic system, the P3 system would accommodate DLC probably better than any other existing pinball platform that's out there. I, but yeah. I again, I, I'm, you know, my gut would be, this is like a humoring statement. I don't mm-hmm. because, well, and here's the thing. This isn't, you know, this isn't Metallica. This isn't a jukebox game. They customize <laughs> the modes around the songs. That's the so problem. The it's coding. not as simple as just getting the, in my view, if you want to keep the same quality that's currently in Weird Al, you can't just get new songs and throw them in. They'd have to make all new modes, modes for those new songs, yeah. Then which, yeah, with yeah. the paid model would accommodate. But I just, it's already selling so well. Why would you do it? And you know that a coder can't help but to add song slash modes without at some point saying if you do all of them though there's another wizard mode that you can only get to if you pay for those modes then you're gonna see a lot of people getting angry i mean it's definitely possible i just eh, it's not as simple as just adding the songs though you, it'd be a whole thing it'd be a whole ordeal yeah. but they could do it i don't think they'd worry about it though until they were done with all this production though and when it comes down to a dentist and listener sometimes in life the best things aren't always simple or quick Sometimes they're complex, production heavy. A video. Sometimes they're poorly thought out and video just made up nature, anecdotally. And improvisational. And sometimes they're the biggest hit that the pinball industry has seen in media uh, since mm. it's... Since I've it's heard Rumor Corner deep. has surpassed this. Fake news. <laughs> Ladies oh, and gentlemen, I'm, it's I'm interrupting your intro. Pinball Market Trends. It's okay. I I, I am rumor tamed, but to, to think. Pinball Market Trends doesn't have its own <laughs> intro song. Uh, Does that hurt roll. you? It's got a drum roll and an eagle, goddammit. That's all it needs. It does How have an it? eagle. That is true. Mm-hmm. And it's got a screaming goat, too. Watch. <laughs> See? Got that, too. Are you going to have a section of your pin barn where there will be goats? Uh, there might be a working ticker that goes around the ceiling. <laughs> oh Such a good gosh. idea with the ticker. It's so, it's so pointless in that space, though. It's not pointless in that space. It's such it a waste it, of money. It's more data. Well, I you, you like numbers. You guys, you got to do something with all the windfall money you made during the pandemic. So I guess building a ticker is something you can do. <laughs> Trending up this week as we just talked about it. How about that? It's Haggis's Fathom Revisited. Do you know how to let the air out of a mon? <laughs> let it go. It's Mermaid <laughs> Edition. The cord never bothered me anyway. Uh, look, I'm trending them up. I'm not saying that they're at the peak and they're even higher. 
I'm saying that they've been they've been uh, struggling a little bit with with the storylines in the last month or two with the delays and whatnot. And from where they're at, they have trended up. I mean, would you like to trend me like a worm? <laughs> think about oh, you got Scottish. Think about an MSRP of nine K plus shipping. That the evaluation right now on a Mermaid Edition new in a box is eleven K plus. So I'd say that's a positive trend. Would you not? I mean, I'm not if you're a buyer. <laughs> not if you're a buyer. That's right. Also trending up this week. Numbers don't lie. Only reports facts and everything points to the direction of up when it comes to the video edition of the pinball show. It's trending up in a big way. Didn't it? Mm-hmm. Which mm. is why Dennis didn't want to do it this week. Mm. No, I don't have anything against it trending up. Oh, yeah. I mean, the numbers were huge for episode 100. Uh, and uh, we only reported the facts, to my knowledge. Might get a little kickback and uh, a little anger, hostility from people about the truth. But some people can't handle the truth. Isn't that right, Jack? I think 20% of those commenters said that they thought I was like 80. I didn't get that. I don't. It's because my voice is so like reedy and nasally. I think it sounds old. Yeah, I don't get that either. Well, well, we've talked a long time. You're That's my favorite they deputy. Just they just think about, get off my lawn there. Oh. Get off my lawn or I'll crush you like a worm. Oh, no, that, that again. He's back. What is this? Look, people, email uh, the pinball network at gmail.com. Tell Dennis that you guys desperately want him back on video because one thing that we did not get to do, Dennis, that was at least 15% of why I wanted to go to video was I really wanted to play around with a production that we could have done for Nordman. Oh my gosh. I already, uh, my call is almost turning. just Maybe for those thinking? video things, would it not maybe work better to just like do a separate video show? <sighs> this is See, you know you. logically it does because no. the risk that we run with video is that you'll start to want to lean onto those visuals so much that it will undermine the audio-only version of the show. It's inevitable. It happens with... This is why video shows that end up putting out audio podcasts usually give up because it ends up being a sucky experience. Yeah, but uh, things evolve that people love. Relationships grow. No. Sometimes we got to see our kids off to college and we have to nestle up on the porch together and and take a Sometimes the kids are dropouts. Well, sometimes they are. We got to pick them up at jail. All right, if we're going to turn bad, I guess we'll turn bad with training down. Training down this week is Stern Pinball's Deadpool Pro. There's no what? way. No. Hold up. That's, no. What the hell? What's your Do justification it. here, Zach? Yeah, Zach. Okay. Sounds made up. All right. I'm going to my Fiverr statistician here. <laughs> What's the deal with the whole Deadpool? Okay, so he's saying that Deadpool Pro is super high right now. That is true. But over the last week or so, as more have been coming out and coming into the marketplace, they did a pretty big build of Deadpool Pros. You're starting to see them uh, pretty heavy on the secondary market. And from where that exponential dollar price that they were bringing on the secondary market with people waiting over a year for them, you ship out hundreds more. And yes, you're going to see that price come down just a little bit. So that's why. It's still more than MSRP on the secondary market, but it's still a little bit lower than it was over the last two weeks. And that's just that's just data, people. That's numbers. I'm not here. I'm just here to report the facts. Fuck. All's trending down this week is Lior's new Iron Maiden mod. Wait, the Oracle? The Oracle. I I like Lior's mods. I love mods in general, and this one looks fantastic. 
Fiverr, statistician. Are you a topper hater? Are you a mod hater? What's wrong? Uh, okay, so they said, sure, it looks great, but bejesus that price. Oh, okay. Well, I can agree with them there. It does look good. But $400 for a little figurine to be added into that's your... That's less than half a topper. Yeah, but it's not... And that's impactful. just a sticker with a coil. Size matters. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks good, but $389 only to have one of the most delayed mods uh, since Star Wars Topper. Hey, look, Lior has great work, but when he announces something, you'll be lucky to see it in 8 to 12 months. Uh, there's still people are waiting for the Hobbit Topper still. So uh, all I'm saying is, eh, the price, eh, the weight, Eh, and his limiting, I'm limiting it to 500 pieces. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to sell mm. 500 pieces of a $400. Oracle. Well, but no. JJP did this for years. I'll have 5,000 LEs. Yeah, and only now did they get close to selling them with a hit. This is not the GNR hit that uh, is going to get them to 500 pieces. What Calling the mod the Oracle, though, just makes me think of Matrix. I want that game. I want this mod to put a cookie in my mouth when I make the shot. <laughs> or Would it spoon? be worth $400 then? If it came with one sleeve of cookies. You know it's bad when I say a little bit too much for that. Yeah, honestly, I was surprised to hear you bring this one up. Yeah, because I went to buy it. The pricing. Because I, I, he just released uh, pictures of the Godzilla Premium LE Bridge. And that was under 200 bucks, And I went, bam, put in my purchase quick on that. And I think it was limited to more pieces, which doesn't make sense. This limited to 500. Then I went to this and I was like, holy shit, that looks great too. Went to buy it and I, <laughs> I saw 380 and I was like, Meh. even there's a limit for Ozaki. And I, eh, maybe I'll regret it later, but uh, 500 doesn't feel limited for an old game like that. And a piece that it, it's not a must have. People have already redone that crystal ball area. Yeah, I don't It's just where I'm at on it. So that's your ups, that's your downs. You want to save a buck or two, jump on over to Deals of the Week. Bye, bye, bye! Deal of the Week this week can be found on Penn's side. It's the Jersey Jack Pinball Wizard of Oz. It's not the yellow brick, so I'm not. Is it a ruby red? It's a ruby red. It is a ruby red. Right out of San Francisco. Uh, ADOL75. ADOL75 is selling a uh, Wizard of Oz ruby red. First owner. Bought it in May 2018. It was uh, delivered in all... 2.0 light boards. So everything checks out. It looks great. Um, let's see what else. Uh, LE number fourteen ninety one. It, they're asking twelve eight for it, which in this market I don't think is horrible, especially if you've been looking for what is probably arguably the prettiest version and the most up to date with that two point light board system uh, of Wizard of Oz. So I think it's good. The only issue that I've seen on this game, the upper play field was chipping in a certain area uh, on the edge, but eh, you can always get another extra play field and repopulate that little thing. Not a big deal. So for 12, 12, eight. Okay. I can, I can repopulate a mini play field. Have you ever repopulated a play field? Not a full one, but a mini one. I think I could handle that. I probably wouldn't. I'm just, you know, just chipping. I don't know. I've never, I've never really done. I get, well, I guess maybe when I, my dad and I, for my brother-in-law, were working on a black night. I guess technically we did probably fully strip that play field and mm. then put it all back together. Doesn't look like fun. 
No, it wasn't. It was but terrible. this one's not like an. It didn't affect the ball. It it is small. I for twelve eight. I think if you can get this game for lower twelves, I think pick it up. That's that's a pretty good buy. Bye bye bye. Did someone bounty your radical yet? No, nobody bountying my. my bounty. Why don't radical. you just buy one and and send it to Hep, and just be done with it? You know, not a bad idea. But I don't even know if Hep could get some of this stuff. That's the problem. I need to call him. Does anybody know uh, Chris really well? He's Chris, isn't it? Chris Hutchins? Um, reach out to him, see if he can redo a radical. Maybe I'll do that. Damn, Dennis, you might have just earned yourself a bounty. I didn't find the game. I don't nicely, think it qualifies. Nicely done. Yeah, I just get, they're not out there. I can't find a good one. I'm still looking for a Yellow Brick Road Waz. Can't find that either. Amanda Hamilton. Buy Amanda Hamilton's. No, she won't come off of it. I thought she's been like she's got polls and stuff up talking about like what should they get rid of and that's what's winning. Yeah. To make room for one, uh, Toy Story or whatever she's she looking for. She want to help for. her buddy out. I don't. I don't hmm. know what that is. Dennis, what do you think your next game is going to be that you're going to buy? Oh gosh, um, you know, I I hadn't really thought about it. Are you thinking like are you wanting like a new game? Or no, I just didn't what? know if you're if you're going for a newer game. You think or do you think uh, uh, you'll get rid of an older one and keep an older like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, I have a whole list on Pinside of stuff I've been, been watching for that I would unload a, an older game and, mm-hmm. and probably bring in. None of it's super new, like Dialed In's been on the list for a while. Okay. That, uh, or, I you know, mind I wouldn't one. mind a, a Getaway High Speed 2 is one that's been there. Uh, your favorite, Dracula, uh, with all the exploits and so broken code. Tired of that. I wouldn't mind Maybe, the Dialed In either. May a pinball tapes reference, maybe a Sinbad. Oh, well, we got part two that just came out of that. We'll talk about that. Part two. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just just wondering. That's all. Just wondering. yeah. New wise, like you know, I had been debating a Jurassic Park for a while, but after getting Godzilla, I'm not really in the mood for another Elwin in my limited lineup. Sure. So for new stuff, I really just need to see some of the actual stuff I've not seen yet. Maybe you get the next JJP. Maybe, but Maybe. again, I have not seen Toy Story because surely it's Toy Story. I haven't seen any photos of it, so mm. I don't know yet. Mm. <sighs> and I'd have to play it first too. But but if it's Pat Lawler, so far, I mean, my two favorite JJP games in order are Dialed In and then Wonka. So mm. very Wonka could have been so good if only they had done those multicolored pinballs. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just here to report the facts. I can't give away too much information because numbers never lie here on the pinball shows pinball market trends all right dennis let's close her down mm, good so what's your personal address social security number and telephone for people oh i already gave that to the nigerian prince so oh. this will work out really well for me how's that return coming Oh, I'm sure it's going to come any day now. I check my bank. It only seems to be going down, but surely at some point that ACH is going to hit. It's going to fall. At some point, it's going <laughs> it's, to work. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Uh, people where, can reach out to me. Hmm? I was just going to say, where can people reach you? Oh, well, they can always reach me via email, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Also, pretty easy to go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast and shoot a message through the Messenger app. Oh, look at you. Expanding. Growing. Your podcast doesn't need a Facebook Messenger. Why can't you leave it as what it is? With a Gmail account. You want to go video. (laughs) (sighs) 
poor Zach. He just decides to totally change formats and then is upset when everyone doesn't fully That's embrace right. it all the time. It was my. It's like, I was just like, let me do, since you did such a good impression of me, let me, let me do. Yeah, <coughs> I used to do straight down the middle. The Greg's never available. I got to do it. Let's just twist Dennis's arm and make the pinball show into a video show so it can be on camera like I always wanted. I love that. I'm I a turned, star, damn it. A star. <laughs> I need a stage. I could have been a contender. Uh, I just, I, I love that I turned into old Peter Pan from the, the from the uh, Chip and Dale's, the new movie. Uh, he's like a washed up con artist. Just old Peter Pan. Uh, got the stubble on his chin. And, I wouldn't spend my on no Lear mod. It's a, let it go. No, I, let it go, guys. My, my evil plan of weaving gold on this one viewer i'm gonna let you behind the curtains here was i'm gonna create such a dynamic and wonderful video pinball show that dennis will have no choice but to be like you know what damn that was good i've got to do it but in regular creasel fashion we'll have to wait and see if we can warm up to him email us at the pinball network at gmail.com let us know if you do like the video format or and ultimately dennis doesn't give a shit what you're gonna say even if it's 98 to 1 98 to 2 there's one that decided but um i'd, I'd still be interested to hear what you guys have to say about it or comment we can in the do, we can session. do it quarterly <sighs> those are going to be big shows <laughs> <laughs> they always are yeah with the buy this is people don't know zach was like you know i think we can get this down to 45 minutes and i'm like zach do you know you Hell no. You will you, never get it down to 45 minutes. I don't think you could do 45 minutes solo. If people knew how much time went into editing those two episodes. Oh, my God. And that's part of the reason. I'm like, uh, God, my God. Poor Raymond Davidson is messaging in all the time. Like, why is the show late? Why is the show? That's I'm sure how he sounds. Why is the show late? feature length film, Randy. And Zach's like, you can't rush quality. I know. Give me a break. I'm an artist. Damn I'm it. a rescue ranger. Chip and Dale's flipping out pinball is a sponsor here, and uh, be on the be on the lookout for the flipping out vault. Whenever I'm not editing videos, I might be able to put that all together. And product showcase this week is a Rush Pro pre-owned. Go buy that. Well, I've got a lot of. I actually have a new inbox Avengers Premium. Snag that or GNR new inbox or I've got a lot of pre-owned games. We just got in a Star Wars Pro comic. Uh, we just got in another Tommy, a Batman Forever pre-owned. Not working, so you get it a lot cheaper, so I don't have to mess with it. They got a lot of stuff there. Toppers, etc. We don't have Elvira toppers, sorry. Uh, those already went out. Shaker Motors got those back in. Banners, Golden Tees, IJ Toppers, etc., etc. Last week at TPN, Dennis, the Aussie Pinball Podcast, Episode 4 with Jimmy Niles. Uh, that was Dr. Dr. Jones' podcast, as well as Pinball Tapes, Episode 3, Sinbad, Part 2. Wait a minute. That was an interesting little change up that Zach over there did. I think uh, people are going to like that one. That's, that's neat. Bringing in somebody else and just riffing while playing a pinball machine about Sinbad and the wild dog arcade streamed new code for Funhouse Rudy's nightmare last week. A lot of fun this week, Dennis and listener. We've got some events uh, include, well, pride pinballs doing a charity stream for pride month, the week of June 13th through the 18th. So that's, a week from now, but mark it on your calendars uh, so that you don't miss out on that. We'll probably get another final round this week. We may get another free, I don't know about free play, triple drain probably. There's nothing but the hits here at the mm -hmm. Pinball Network. Yay. 
So for Dennis Creasel, I'm video version of Zach Many. And always remember, folks, if you're not having fun anymore in a pinball tournament and you're not allowed to just resort to breakdance fighting, you got to turn to the other staple. It's a walk-off. It's a walk-off. And always practice safe pinball. And this one goes out to Josh Sharp. When it comes to competitive pinball, the IFPA, trying to keep people around for an entire weekend, much less a one-on-one match for four hours. Some people got to poop. Let it go. Cole never bothered me anyway. See you guys next week. Up. Hear you guys next week more like it. <laughs> Who's your guest next week? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Act like I plan these things out. <laughs> yeah. Do a video one next week and your guest has like a 320p potato camera. Oh, I know. Standard I know. definition, motherfucker. That's going to be bad. CRT.